stronghold and say, hey, not me. The Bible says I am blessed. The Bible says he was made poor that I may become rich. The Bible says I am not weak. The Bible says I am the head and not the tail. Go ahead and reign in life. Go ahead and move mountains. Go ahead and jump. Go ahead and win. Go and make lots of progress in life. Why? It's possible. You are listening to a podcast by Senior Pastor of Life Free Church, Prophet Gomezio Shamani. Let's just get ready for the ministry of God's Word. Remember, like I said, today's message, the Lord really wants us to listen, to hear what He has to say for us. Proverbs chapter number 4 and verse 22. start from verse 20. Praise be to God. Start from verse 20. The Bible says, My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Amen and amen. The word says, give attention. Just drop the volume if you can. Give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. It simply means there's an expectation from God for us to listen to what he has to say and pay attention to what he has to say. But the expectation goes a further now when he tells us in the next verse, He says, do not let them depart from your eyes. What is that that you're not letting to depart from your eyes? It's the word that you have listened to. And it says, keep them in the midst of your heart. Next verse. For they are life to those who find them. It simply means the word of God that you keep and behold is able to change its format from what you have heard to a format of life. The Bible says, for they are life to those that find them and health to their flesh. But have you observed, the Bible is saying the words of God are life to those who find them, not to everyone. It simply means you need to do something and interact with the Word of God. Because if you can interact with it by listening to it, keeping it and not letting go of it, then the realities of God's Word will be at work in your life. No wonder the Bible tells us of a certain kind of people in Jeremiah chapter number 6 and verse 10, whom had a challenge they couldn't listen to the word and it's very very scary listen to this Jeremiah 6 and verse 10 it says to whom shall I speak and give a warning 
that they may hear. Indeed, their ear is uncircumcised. And they cannot give heed. Behold, the word of the Lord is a reproach to them. They have no delight in it. So there are certain people who can have such a posture, such that their ears are uncircumcised. They can't even listen. They can't give heed to what the Lord is saying. The message translation, if you can give it to us in the message translation, it adds more stick to it. He says, I've got something to say. Is anybody listening? I've a warning to post. Will anyone notice? It's hopeless. Their ears are stuffed with wax. Deaf as a post. Blind as a bat. It's hopeless. They have tuned out God. They don't want to hear from me. So there's a place where an utterance can be made before the people. But the audience can be an audience that is actually either tuned in to God or tuned out. But the Lord said, let the people listen. Tell your neighbor, are you listening? Praise be to God. Alright, so let's get into the word of God today. Today I'm going to be sharing with you um, a message uh, that was supposed to be introduced during midweek service, but I'm introducing it today. And this message is entitled, How to Prepare for an Exodus. Amen and Amen. How to Prepare for an Exodus. It's very, very interesting and also just fascinating to be in a place where your posture is so good and also, you know, steadfast to be in a place just to get to prepare for an exodus. What is an exodus? I know many of you just know an exodus as the second book of the Bible and you just say Genesis, exodus. Uh, yeah, but what is an exodus? An exodus is simply a departure. An exodus is a, a movement. It's moving from a place to another place. Okay. Other synonyms of an exodus is that it's an evacuation. Another word that we can use to describe an exodus is a flight or a migration. Now you have to understand, by virtue of you being a believer, there are going to be diverse exodus moments that each and every one of us are going to go through. The first exodus moment that we experienced was salvation. Because in Colossians chapter number 1 and verse 13, the Bible tells us how God delivered us from the kingdom of darkness and conveyed us to the kingdom of his dear son. It simply means we had an exodus. We came out of darkness and we went into light. We, we were evacuated from the power of darkness, from the kingdom of darkness. We had the flight into the kingdom of his dear son. Praise be to God. So that's the first exodus that you and I actually experienced. Now, while we are in God, there is still movement. 
Amen and amen. There is still movement. No wonder concerning movement, the Bible will tell us that the path of the righteous shines brighter and brighter unto perfection. It simply means we as believers keep moving. We keep moving from place to place. And the, the arenas of movement that the Bible shows us is that sometimes we move from faith to faith. Sometimes we move from glory to glory. Uh, you know, there is improvement and there is moving. So in the same way, you need to understand while you are in God, there has to be a place, there has to be a position in where you as a believer, you as an individual need to move. Amen and amen. You as an individual need to move. You see, sometimes if you are not positioned to move, what will be happening is that the years, the moon, and other elements will be moving while you remain the same. But the place of being the same was not given to you. It's for Jesus. Amen and amen. For Jesus to be the same yesterday, today, and forever, it's integrity. For you to be the same yesterday, today, and forever, it's an error. Glory to God. It simply means for you, you have to move. Why, why, why isn't Jesus obviously moving? It's because he's, he's beyond description and he's beyond measurement. You can't measure. Because if you say, Apandia Palast pay Jesus Africa, Jesus pitied as the last. Amen and amen. But beyond the measurements, he remains faithful and he remains constant. Praise be to God. So there are certain exoduses that you and I need to make in life. Alright. One spiritual yet physical exodus that we are going to have is that we are going to cross over into 2023. That's an exodus. We are leaving 2022 and we are going into 2023. But it shouldn't end there even when we enter 2023 because while we are in 2023 we will be moving from certain places sometimes God wants you to be established in the faith sometimes God wants you to grow in your level of patience if your level of patience was on 14 sometimes he wants you now to go to maybe level 50 but you have to be moving amen and amen now one thing I've gotten to observe with regards to movements in the spirit is that number one, movements in the spirit are sponsored by two things that I'm going to explain today. Number one, movements of the spirit are sponsored by the hand of God. This is in relation to Israel. The Bible tells us how God delivered them. It's by his hand that he moved them. So movements in the spirit are sponsored by the hand of God. But there's another vehicle that is used to transport people in the spirit. And this vehicle is called knowledge. Turn to your neighbor and say knowledge. Yes, knowledge is very, very important. While we rely on the hand of God to be a sufficient vehicle to move us, sometimes God will send the vehicle of knowledge such that if we know, we know what is supposed to be done we get on board and move with that knowledge and that's why this is in some proverbs chapter number 11 and verse 9 the bible tells us through knowledge that's the second part of of proverbs it says but through knowledge the righteous will be what delivered Now, if we're going to be talking about deliver, deliverance, deliverance is simply, I, I, I call it a movement system. Because when Israel was delivered, they were delivered f from a place 
to a place. Amen and amen. In the same way, when you were born again, you were delivered from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of dear son. So your exodus is not complete until you reach your destination. Your deliverance is not complete until you reach your destination. Amen and amen. So if knowledge is a vehicle of movement, then what knowledge do we need to know that will be sufficient enough for us to move? Glory to God. And so today we are teaching you to learn to prepare for an exodus. We want to learn to teach you, or rather we want to teach you to learn how to position yourself to move to the next level, to move to the next glory, to move to a next phase of your life that is impactful. Amen and amen. And the first thing you need to do to prepare for an, uh, uh, your, <coughs> your exodus is this, which you can write down. Number one, know your state. Know your current state. Exodus chapter 2 and verse 23. Know your current state. We're going to be looking at how uh, Israel had an exodus from Egypt all the way to the promised land. But for an exodus to happen, there are certain things that need to come into play. Now, before you move to the next level, you need to know your current state. Ask your neighbor this question, what is your current state? I believe we may have an idea. Some of us may have an idea. Some of us don't even know. Some people can, can, can be so confident that they are fine, but they are not fine. But if you come to a place where you discover and acknowledge that surely I'm not fine, you're preparing for an exodus. But if you don't come to a place to acknowledge and know your current state, you're not going anywhere. If you cannot agree and accept that you have a problem, the problem won't go. What is your current state? If you can know that I am stagnant, then you are preparing for a move. Now, the Bible tells us this. It says, now it happened in the process of time that the king of Egypt died. Then the children of Israel groaned because of what? The bondage. So Israel was under the domain of Egypt. They were slaves. Now, why did they cry? Because they were in bondage. Do you know that there are slaves that don't cry? Mm. There are slaves that don't cry. And sometimes they don't cry because they take bondage to be their normal state of life. So they don't cry. They just live with it. Now, the Israelites got to a place where they were positioned to move. But for them to move, the Bible tells us that first of all, they had to know their state. And they knew their state. And their state was that they were bound. They were in bondage. So what did they do? They cried. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, and they cried out. And their cry came up to 
God because of what? Their bondage. So the first thing you need to do is know your state. Know your current level. Am I where I'm supposed to be? Is this where I'm supposed to be? Do I need to move? Is there a position or a place that God wants me to be at? Sometimes you may not be bound. Sometimes you may be very free. But just need to transition to another level of life. Amen and amen. Why? If you can know your state, you can you will position yourself to do something. For other people, once you know their state, it's either like Israel, you will cry. Or it's either like other people, you will say, I think it's time for me to move. Glory to God. Number two. When you know your state, the next thing you need to do is you need to know who to cry to. We're preparing for an exodus. It simply means you need to know where your source of help is going to be. How am I going to go to the next level? Remember that the children, the Bible says the children of Israel groaned because of bondage. But it doesn't say they cried to God. The Bible just says they cried. Amen. The Bible just says they cried. The Bible says they just groaned. Ah, same, same, same WhatsApp group. We're all suffering. So it matters who you cry to. You cry to your neighbor, your neighbor will tell you, Me, I've got worse things going on in my life. <laughs> Now, do you know why the Bible tells us that why God heard them? Next verse. The Bible says, so God heard their groaning, not because Israel cried to them, but because it says, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So God heard people crying. But the only, the only reason he remembered them or turned to them is because God made a covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. What am I trying to say? Do you know that it's possible for, for, for someone to dislike you, but because they like, they like your father or your guardian, they will be patient with you. They'll be like, ah, anyway. I don't like you, but <laughs> so Israel knew their state but did not know who to cry to. So it's very sufficient and very important for you to know your current state right now. But it is more expedient for you to know whom and where to cry. Where to say, I need help. That's why you see people like David, he's very confident, he knows his state, but he's also so confident enough to say, I know where my help comes from. I look to the hills. From where does my help come from? He knows where to look. And he says, my help comes from the Lord. Praise be to God. Ask your neighbor, do you know where to cry? Tell them it's not on your WhatsApp status. Are you crying on your WhatsApp status? Who will view it? And that's the only way we can. That's the only. <laughs> we can only give you views. That's the only thing we can give you. 
you cry on facebook ah <laughs> no not even like it was cry because you are using the wrong avenue to move unless in where you are stuck and you post it on facebook unless you want mark zuckerberg to move you we can give you the facebook contact support number to do that so nowhere to cry to number 3 you need to know the sponsor of your exodus who is sponsoring your movement you need to understand that every movement is sponsored you don't you don't just move you don't just move it doesn't work like that you don't just move because at the end of the day after you have moved you need to own up and give a voice of thanksgiving and give glory where glory belongs because if you move and you have moved and you keep quiet you you become ungrateful and when you become ungrateful that obviously is not ad- advantageous for you but after you move glory needs to be retained to where and to whom sponsored you that's why even if you enter satanism today they give you money after they give you money you eat it you need to retain glory to them how sacrifice another person after you do that again it's a constant system amen and amen you want to move again sacrifice you want to move again sacrifice so there's always a sponsor for your movement and if you come to a place where you believe you are your own sponsor ask yourself this question who gave you that breath who gave you that strength and if you come to a place where you just keep on saying this is me it's me who did it and no cause ah in the last of the few <laughs> it simply means you are declaring yourself self sponsored and ending terminating a contract of higher sponsorship no who sponsors your exodus it will also help with your confidence it will really really help imagine if i were to come and tell you guys uh you um josephine who's looking for a job don't worry i've got a sponsor for you my daughter joy uh will make connections for you you're not going to have confidence you get my point but if i were to tell you no i actually know uh, the ministry the minister of health and uh, she actually told me to look for a few people muzambira mami niku kamairo you start planning everything so when you know who's sponsoring your movement there's certain confidence that you have so if you know that the creator of the universe the first and the last is making a sponsorship towards your movement there's a certain confidence that you have hallelujah who is sponsoring your exodus that's number 3 number 4 after you have known who is sponsoring your exodus it is from the sponsor 
that you receive both direction and a roadmap of where you are going. So, what do you do in number four? Number four, you need to receive the message. Receive the message. The message will be a message of direction. The message will be a message of assurance. The message will be a message of conviction. You need to receive the message. What is God saying? That's why before Israel was actually taken out, the Bible tells us that God told Moses, go and tell my people. Moses did not start with Pharaoh. He started with the people that have to move. What's the point of going to Pharaoh if the people are not positioned for a move? So he starts with the people that have to move. Amen and amen. So sometimes we don't address the systems of the world. We don't address things that should be favorable to lift you. First of all, we come to you and tell you you are scheduled for a lifting. If your mind is so blocked to believe that ah, me, there's nowhere I'm going to go, it simply means the systems in the world that are made favorable for your sake will not work for you. Because you must be the first recipient of the message. Now here is where it gets more interesting. What is the message over your destiny? You don't know it, you're not ready to move. It's that tough. Is that tough? What is the message for your 2023? You don't know it, the year will go and it will pull you with it. What is the message for your current situation? You need to have a message. If Israel is in bondage, God will give them a message and the message is, I will remove you from the house of Pharaoh. God will give them a message that when you are going out, you will not go empty-handed. God will give them a message that I will take you to a place that is filled with milk and honey. Why? The message is meant so that you can hold on to it. It's a roadmap. The message is meant for you to understand that if God is removing me from Israel and says he's taking me to a place that has milk and honey, if I find myself in the wilderness, I'll know that a wilderness is a place to pass through, not a place to settle. So the message allows you to know, Sikwamene onikwamene. Amen and amen. So it simply means if God says, I'm going to lift you to this degree, and yet you are rising to another degree, then you will know that God is not done. You will know that the message is still at work. If God tells you you're supposed to go right, and everyone tells you go left, you will say bye. Because the message says go right. So you need to know the message. I'm telling you, without knowing the message, <laughs> that's why destinies have gone very, very crazy. I speak to people, I said, know the message of your life. It will determine who you marry, what you do, who you accept. 
the decisions you make where you go amen and amen no wonder when people carry certain messages there were certain things they were not permitted to do john the baptist here introducing jesus don't don't take alcohol you are about your destiny just alcohol Amen and amen. There are certain things people were not permitted to do. You don't do this. You're a Nazarite. Don't do this. Don't shave your hair. Cutting hair. Very innocent. But because of the message that he received. Hallelujah. Ah, so what are we going to do? If we don't know the message, let us go back to the sponsor of our Exodus and say, I am here for a message. That's how it is. It should be easy because the Bible tells us, call unto me and do it, and I will answer you, and I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know about. You will receive the message. Call unto him. That's why we were telling you, fast, pray. Get counsel. Do this. Why? Because you need a message. You need a message for 2023. You know, it's very, very funny. Come. It's very, very funny how sometimes I give, I give instructions. I called him one day and I, I called him one day and I said, Hi, how are you? And he's like, I'm okay, prophet, how are you? And I'm like, okay, I'm good, I'm good. And I said, um, I've got an assignment for you. I want you to go to, I want you to go into 2023 and, um, uh, go and get this, this, that, then come back and tell me. Isn't that what I told you? I told him to go to 2023. November, but we're in 2022. I said, go there, get this, that, then come back to me. Go and say, I don't know where you are. I don't know if you're in June 2023 right now or what. But... But if you don't get the message, even if the message of June is yours. <laughs> yeah. Praise be to God. Yes. You should be, you must know. And we teach people. Of late, uh, for the past years, I've been saying this. If you can't hear God, Stay close to someone who can hear God. This year I'm saying, if you can't hear God, learn to hear God. Uh, we need to learn. So we will not manage all the time. Stay near, stay near. <laughs> no. How can I hear God? You, you, we need to learn. The way the disciples said, teach us how to pray. You have to learn. If it means starting from scratch, it's okay until you learn. Amen and amen. We need believers to mature, to hear God for themselves. We want you to be able to say, Pastor, I heard the Lord from my left ear and he was saying this, this and that. I say, hey, your left ear is working. That's amazing. I saw an angel. This I said, that's beautiful. Someone once came to me and said, Pastor, when you're preaching, there are so many angels I saw around you. I said, I didn't see them, but praise the Lord. That's amazing. Amen and amen. Catch the message. That's number what? 
Number four. Number four is catch the message. Now, number five. Receive the messenger. Catch the message. Number five, receive the messenger. You need to understand that even at the end of the day, even though God is the sponsor of your exodus, the realm of the earth and the realm of man has a system in which God allows certain things to be done on earth through men. What am I trying to say? It is God that wants Israel to come out of Egypt. But God sends a message and sends a messenger called Moses. What does it mean? It simply means hmm, reject Moses. You are not moving. You're not going anywhere. Reject Moses. You're not going anywhere. You only remain with a message. And if you only remain with a message, you see, the thing, that's why there are certain people who say, no, I'll tell you, there are certain, there are certain things don't just accept certain comments that people make. Comments like, be your own prophet. The Bible never told you to be your own prophet. It never. Because even I, I have a prophet. <laughs> I'm a prophet, but I can't be my own prophet. I have a gift. The Bible says God gave gifts to men. Not God made a gift to become a gift to themselves. Hallelujah. Now you see the problem with this. This is, this is where the problem is. God will send a message and he will send a messenger. The messenger is important to help you hold on to the message and also usher you out or move you to that place. Now, if you reject the message and you say you become your own messenger, it's a problem. How is it a problem? Because you need to know this. The messenger that was sent to deliver Israel should not be in Egypt. Ah. The messenger that should deliver Israel from Egypt should not be a slave. He must be free. That's the only way he will bring you out of slavery. You, you are a slave. How will you come out from slavery when you don't know freedom? Hallelujah. Yes. Moses, Moses, for Moses to come to take you out of slavery, it's because he knows what freedom is. You, you don't know what freedom is. That's why you need to receive Moses. And the Bible actually shows us that when Moses at one point was rejected, that was very equivalent to the people rejecting whom the messenger or rather, whom, whom the, yeah, who sent the messenger? Have you noticed Jesus once said, if you receive this child in my name, you receive me. If you reject this child, 
then you reject the, me and you reject the one who sent me. That's what he says. So now how can you reject your messenger and then say, it doesn't matter the opinion of this person. What matters is what God said. Yet you are rejecting his system. Amen and amen. So what am I trying to say? When you've got message, when, when, when there's a message in your life, you need to know that there are people that God has deliberately called to move you to a certain place. So don't reject the messenger. Numbers chapter number 16 and verse 1. I want to show you something. Give it to me in the NIV. Numbers chapter number 16. Korah, son of Isa, the son of Kohath, the son of Levi, and certain Reubenites, Dathan and Abiram, son of Eliab, and on the son of Peleth, became what they became insolent now this is a time after they've had come out even they had the right posture yes we have we have a message we have a messenger but in the moment of their exodus the bible says they became insolent be careful of what you become what you are now you have to sustain because you can become something else but listen to this. The Bible says they became insolent. It simply means they, their posture changed to that of a rebellious kind. They became rude. They became a people that chose now to fight against authorities. That's how they became. And the problem with becoming such is that sometimes you don't realize it. You just walk into it. It slowly happens. And suddenly you want to fight everyone. You want to just get upset. You don't care. I don't care if this is past. I don't care if this is who. I don't care. I will just tell you of who are you. After all, what, what, what? Shan, shan. Ah, But I want to show you something with regards to people that become insolent and rebellious. Remember the Bible says that there was Korah, the son of Kohath, and it says, and there were certain Reubenites, Dathan and Abraham and sons of Eliab. Listen, rebellion is well-natured with whom you are associated with. Careful with your friends. It simply means when you hear someone speak insolently. Eh? Mabusa, he thinks again, shan shan. Even you are listening. No, I hear you. I understand you. You soon become like them. You also become rebellious. That's why for me, if you are rebellious, I'll first ask who's your bestie. If your bestie hasn't yet manifested, and you, you've already manifested, I know that bestie, there's a problem as well. So, so you manifest as well. Amen and amen. Associations. 
in the same way, if you are on fire, I'll ask who is your bestie. Amen and amen. Now, next verse. The Bible says, these guys rose up against Moses. With, with them were 250 Israelite men, well-known community leaders. Listen, even leaders can rebel. Who had been appointed members of the council? Aha, what did they do? Next verse. They came as a group to oppose Moses and Aaron and said to them, I want us to understand this opposition because I want us to see something. What is this opposition? It says, you have gone too far. The whole community is holy. Every one of them and the Lord is with them. Eh? Does it sound familiar? Why then do you set yourselves above the Lord's assembly? <laughs> you can make a group to complain like this. We are all holy. Don't say to my believers. All of us, God is with us. Why do you want to why do you want to look about holy holy? Why do you want to be above everyone? What were they doing? They were fighting hierarchy. The Lord, the Lord told me to write something. There's something that I'm writing right now. It's called the spirits in leadership. And when, 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 I, when I'm done with that, you will notice that there are certain spirits that penetrate leadership. Sometimes there's a spirit of Balaam that brings guilt or rather that brings greed within the system of leadership. Sometimes there's a Jezebel spirit that fights heads, authorities. You, you notice, I will explain it in detail. You will see that Jezebel spirits, have you noticed in the time of Jezebel? Jezebel was killing prophets, no wonder Elijah ran away. Whenever the Jezebel spirit is at work, it fights prophets. It fights top heads. And it's controlling. That's why Ahab was the handbag for Jezebel. Anyway, we'll... we'll, we'll, we'll we will touch that in spirits in leadership eh? so that we can see yeah eh? because the bible will tell us how john the baptist went in the spirit and power of elijah elijah so we want to know what spirit has penetrated you whether we need to do an impartation or out in the name of jesus glory to god now these people came and opposed Moses and Aaron and said to them, you have gone too far. The whole community is holy. Yes, we are all holy. And why then do you set yourselves above the whole assembly? Verse 4. When Moses heard this, he fell face down. From nowhere, Zona. Someone should just come and say, yeah, you are too much of a leader. Why, do you, why are you so serious? Why, why do you use the name prophet? Why, why, do you, why do you give direction? It is a vochita, I say. Now, there was, there was, I want you to read everything uh, in your own time from chapter verse 1 to verse 40. But if I, were to, if I were to skip to verse 31, skip to verse 31, you will notice that Jesus, God was actually involved. When God heard that Abena Kora, this is what they are doing. God said, Moses, come out from that place. I want to destroy them. Do you know that Moses had to beg, Mulungu, please, please. What's up, Papaya? 
if it were other people and i am other people oh yeah but if it was other people <laughs> father feel free navuti kaine feel free release <laughs> your glory <laughs> now abena kora abena kora they were even called for a meeting these rebels they said okay no let's 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 try to sort this out let's make a meeting and uh let's see what we can do they went for a meeting and uh moses says we'll see who god what what will happen i i believe god will judge at the end of the day avena kora the bible says as soon as he finished saying all this the ground under them split apart not spiritually God just waited for them to be done. Are you done talking? So when the ground sp- split apart, what happened the next verse? And the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them. With what? With their households. You see, sometimes you may not be the rebel, but association also gets you in trouble. your own family suffering for your rebellion it says with their households now listen it's not just the family and all cora's men and all their what possessions what you do can affect you in all arenas why your work your career is being swallowed by carelessness that was brought about through rebellion and you wonder how come i'm not getting a job or how come this is not happening or how come this is a check your posture something might be swallowed the earth kosarache iwe that is why Many of you have learned from me there are certain things there's a certain posture that I have I don't like to fight people whether it's whether it's other churches or I don't fight I only fight demons and I win there very 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 well I don't fight human beings I don't why I don't want to position myself to be in a place where I have such a heart and become insolent Amen and amen. Well number what? 54. Which is what don't what? Receive the messenger. <laughs> I said don't. <laughs> Glory. Number 6. Remain in council. Remain in council. Now you will notice something. You will notice that because Israel received the message God and and the messenger God removed them from Egypt. He did. He showed his power. And they thanked God. Oh, okay. Surely you are God sent Moses. Surely Lord you are powerful. They they did all that. But then after you have come out in from Egypt, you need to understand that God is taking you to the promised land. So for you to go to the promised land, you need to hold on to the counsel of the Lord. just because you've come out from Egypt it doesn't mean you're now free to do whatsoever you want you have not yet reached 
Amen and amen. Just because you've gotten that high paying job, that doesn't mean muafika. What you need to do is now walk in the counsel of God. So what system did God introduce? God introduced a system of which the people followed a cloud during the day and a fire during the night. That was their, that was what was used, God used to direct them. Do you know what would happen? The Bible would tell us during the day, the cloud would move. And when the cloud moves, Israel would just follow. I will follow you. It was just following. They were just following Israel, the, the cloud. When the cloud stops, they will stop. That simply meant pitch a tent. If the fire starts off at zero two, Wukani. Wukani. It's meaning it's time to what? It's time to go. And that's how God would be. The, the cloud would move, but it would stop. It simply means counsel demands you in your movement. Sometimes counsel will tell you to stop. You're going too far. Relax. Then it will move again. You have to follow. But just because you've seen the, the, the cloud ahead, you to end up. If the cloud stops, you betray the cloud and say, Isani Peza. I'm going ahead. You'll be shocked that the cloud will turn another direction. Ah, Kairi Apaniko Sharp, the wisdom of the Nankanikaya. Let me just go straight. Isani Peza. No. It's stop, stop. No, when to stop. No, when to keep quiet. No, no, the counsel of God in every situation. Amen and amen. And that's why you will notice something. I want to show you something about staying in the counsel of the Lord. Exodus chapter 14 and verse 19. The Bible tells us something. Even while they were, even while they were walking in the counsel of the Lord, the Bible tells us they were in trouble. So, trouble does not mean you've fallen outside of God's counsel. When things are tough, it doesn't mean now we are not in the will of God. Because this is what the Bible tells us. The Bible tells us when, when they were walking and they found the Red Sea, what, who were they following? They were following the cloud. Isn't that so? And the cloud found, took them where? Paja, if it's in if it's in reality, some better complain and judge. Ah, Google Maps, yeah, boza. Google Maps, you go heaven. No, no, not pass, not pass. Making us reach pa pa Red Sea. Not yeah, yeah, onongeka. Signal Moses. What kind of prophet is this? But now listen to this. The Bible tells us when Pharaoh and his army came out against Israel. They followed. When they went out against Israel, the Bible says, and the angel of God who went before the camp of Israel moved and went behind them. It simply means the counsel that they, they followed. When trouble came, the counsel went behind them, meaning the counsel preserved them. That's why the Bible says, with... <laughs> In the multitude of counselors, there is safety. 
I think I'm preaching good. He says, and the, and, and the angel of the Lord went before them and moved and went behind them and the pillar went from before them and stood where? The, the pillar of cloud went from before them and stood behind them. Meaning it doesn't matter whether a problem comes. You, as long as you are walking in counsel, just know that that counsel will stand behind you. It will keep you safe. And this is what was happening. Next verse. The Bible says, And it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of the Israelites, such that, oh, thus it was a cloud and darkness to one, and it gave light by night to the other. It simply means when, when the angel of the Lord and the cloud came in between, towards the Israelites, it was projecting light. Towards the, 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 the Egyptians, it was projecting darkness. It was preserving them. What am I trying to say? If today someone called you for an interview and they told you, no, for you to get this job, you need to fornicate with me, and the Lord says, run away. Don't worry, run away. Because what God will do is that he will bring his angel in between you and that job and make sure he has a way to bring you back to a place of establishment. But if you leave the cloud that is following you, you will meet the Egyptians. And the Egyptians are not there to hug you. They come with full force to devour you. Not there to hug you. That simply means always remain in council. I'm telling you, always remain in council. And may I emphasize on this? Whilst you are in God, whilst you are a believer, be careful of the decisions you make. I'm talking about decisions about who you decide to be with. Who you decide not to be with. Who you decide to reject. Why is it coming like I'm talking about I'm talking about counsel, not just in relationships, counsel even in service. Counsel even in your work. Navileka vichech, navileka ine. Nzambo chitavanga, who told you what cloud are you following? Remember the cloud will show two ways. One is projecting light, one is projecting darkness. And uh, let me just let me just stop. Have you noticed there there are certain things? There are certain things I tell people not to do, especially if they are serving God. Number one, don't fire yourself. Let God fire you; it's better. Amen and amen. Let God fire you; it's better. Because remember, sometimes even in your service. It's according to God's counsel. It's a cloud that you're following. So if you make certain decisions and just say, ah, in shani, my life matters, my peace matters, what, what, what? Ah. Uh, 
then you expose yourself to quite a number of things altogether. So what should you do? Get counsel. We do acknowledge. Listen. That's why we do acknowledge that sometimes people can be so overwhelmed like Elijah. Do you know what Elijah was so overwhelmed that he told God to take me away from this earth? Nabusa nafuno spy. No, he was not a bosa, he was a prophet. <laughs> because a bosa will know that I've got I've got flock. <laughs> but he wanted to kill himself. This is Elijah. And when he wanted to kill himself, God told him, Come and meet me. Go to the mountain. Go and meet me. Let's talk it out. It's okay to express your feelings. But let counsel correct your feelings. Don't, don't, don't let your feelings counsel, counsel. <laughs> you want to give counsel to your, you want your feelings to give counsel, to counsel. Amen and amen. So when you're in that moment, go to God. Cry. Viva habaine, nifunoleka. Hey, Shani. Walinu, walani uza. Hey, hey, Shani. Mary. Ah, not such a Mary. Then the Lord will say, meet me at the mountain. And the Bible will tell us, while he's at the mountain, the Bible says there'll be a fire. There'll be this. There'll be that. And then he says, but I met the Lord in a still voice. She is saying, calm down. Now, after you hear God, God will now tell Elijah, now go this side. Don't worry, you're not the only prophet. There are 5,000 more. Don't worry, you're not in trouble. I'm with you. So what does he do? He gets counsel. Your counsel, getting counsel will refresh you. To refresh you, give you fresh strength. I will say this again. Don't let your feelings counsel, counsel. How you feel is not how God feels. That's why you hear someone say, no, I thought about it. Don't think about it. Descend the thoughts of God. That's why you subscribe. After careful consideration. Why? It's not careful when it's outside counsel. Huh? What careful consideration? It's not careful when it's with outside counsel. No, this has been with me for a long time. Yes. Wrongness can be with you for a long time. Hallelujah. So hold on to counsel. There are certain things God will tell you no. You need to hear the no and the yes of God. That's why the, the cloud was stopping and moving. Those are yes and no. You need to know the yes and no of God. There are times that someone maybe speaks to me a certain way. And I say, yeah. Zone. And obviously I'm, I'm put in a place where I want to make a certain decision. Now, after I'm, I'm put in such a place, you find that the Lord will say, no. Don't do this. Do that. I'm like, ah. Ah, counsel will humble you. Anyway, you are the Lord. Amen. And sometimes I want to do this. He says, nope. Do that. Amen and amen. In every part of my life, I've learned to, to yield to the counsel of God. Yesterday, 
I had a vision that my tire burst and the Lord in my dream told me pump your tires please remind me after your service <laughs> let's counsel amen and amen there was another time I'm at the roundabout I'm driving and the Lord told me did you know that not every accident is an accident some are purposes <laughs> I've added the purposes obviously it's not in the vocabulary of God I said, Lord, what do you mean? He says, not all accidents are accidents. Why supereka moto kaku service? And while I'm at the roundabout, I just hear to kolo koko ko. Hello, you know the way I like driving. And I said, Lord, namvela, lekanche ni fike che kwe nienda. Ni mawani hapa nilipeti konsami wa push na motoka or something. I said, I hear you. Eh? I Father, forgive me for my negligence. I prayed that. I'm telling you. I said, forgive me for my negligence. Remind me to take my car for the service tomorrow. Tomorrow, eh? Yeah. I just remembered this too. So, I did that. And anyway, the mechanic fixed it. But imagine how many other people have died just like that. They were driving normally. Bah! Tire best. They went to do this. They, they, you know. And they passed on because they didn't follow counsel. Amen and amen. And you know one thing that counsel also demands? Counsel demands your immediate response. Not your pledged response. I will do. Follow me. That's why Jesus, when someone would say, I will come to Jesus, Jesus would say, go away. When it says follow me, it's immediate. Counsel demands immediate response. You will let your outside counsel. That's why we love to give the analogy. If we ask you to bring, if I ask you all right, I'm, I'm thirsty, give me water. Then you bring for me on Thursday. Pastor, you said you wanted water. On Thursday. Notice you, you, you gave heed to the instruction, but you did it late. Be careful what you do outside of time. Because you might be outside counsel. Hallelujah. And then, number seven, separate yourself completely from bondage. If you want, separate yourself completely from Egypt. One of the hindrances that Israel had in their movement is that whenever they moved and they found a circumstance, they always looked back to Egypt. Physically, they were not in Egypt, but in mind and desire, they kept going back to Egypt. Amen and amen. So you find that God would tell them, uh, go this side. When they find something, they'll say, ah, no, 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 no. Iseku Egypti, Tanzokutia Gariki, Iseku Egypti, Vanzotisungago, at least, we know Nizi, what Tanzo sevens are 78 hours per day. <laughs> but, Ise, <laughs> at least. Now, as, as long as, as long as you've not separated yourself from Egypt, then you're not qualified to enter the promised land. 
leave Egypt but also allow Egypt to leave you. Amen and amen. There are people that will say, Navileka. But in their thoughts, they still remember. But if I can just one more time, one more time, Nisabileka. Meaning they are, they are going back. My goodness. They are going back to the place that they are supposed to come out from. Separate yourself completely from the past. Separate yourself completely from, from, from past things. If, if perhaps the past for you was not so good, it had a rough way altogether and had an impact on you, don't use your past to define where you are going. If they broke your heart when you are going, don't say, I'm going to meet another heartbreaker. Yeah. If perhaps you are abused, we sympathize with you, but it doesn't necessarily mean where you are going, you are going to face abuse as well. Separate yourself completely. Because the problem with that is that if you still have that thing in your past and perhaps enter something new, what will happen is that you, don't, you may not know that actually the person is okay, but because of your thinking, you have become a ground to become an abuser yourself. So because you're thinking of yourself, your friend wrongly, you're always So you're now becoming an abuser yourself. Tormenting spirit. Hallelujah. Separate yourself from Egypt. The ways of Egypt separate yourself from them. If Egypt used to steal, you used to steal, stop. If in Egypt you used to drink, yeah, yeah, in, in Christianity, stop. Amen and amen. If you are living a life in fornication while you're not born again when you're in Christ, stop. Kissing before marriage. Yes, because the Egypt you hold on to will only expose you to garlic again. You can't eat milk and honey with garlic. As long as you've decided your appetite and say, I'm going to be in Egypt holding on to garlic, then you're saying no to milk and honey. So what does it want you to do? Stop. Then you will move to milk and honey. Do you know why the first generation of Israel did not enter the promised land? They were just by Abba. It's like they just climbed the mountain and they've entered the promised land. They told them, let's go. They said, ah, are we? Ah, are we? Ah, are we? Us in Egypt, we are shunned. And they even chose a commander amongst them and say, you, commander, you will lead us back to Egypt. They wanted to go back. Do you know why they didn't enter? It's because they came out of Egypt, but Egypt did not come out of them. So it simply means they were not completely separated. And because of that mindset, they couldn't enter. They couldn't enter. 
So why did they round about for 40 years? 40 years is not that God could teach them patience. Read your Bible. And people are teaching, no, it's hard, you can be patient. No, that 40 years is to wait for all of them to die. <laughs> yes, because God said this generation will not enter the land. Only their children and Joshua and Caleb are the ones who will enter. So the ones who entered are their children, including Joshua and Caleb. Them, they were just waiting for them to die. So that, Nayenda, yenda, konse, konse, fire, fire, so that you can die. After they finished, that's when they entered the promised land. And I'll be honest with you, this is where some people are finding a problem. They are out of Egypt but they are struggling to enter the promised land. The, when, I, when I talk about the promised land, let's talk about it in, 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 in the new covenant. The Bible tells us that we've been delivered from the kingdom of darkness, which simply means we're no longer under the domain of Satan. But for us, the promised land is what is known as inheritance. That's why the Bible says he has qualified us to receive the inheritance of the saints of light. Sometimes we don't walk in inheritance because we're still in the world we are still chilling with satan and that's why we're not seeing the realities of god's inheritance in our life yes we we had a momentary movement by coming out of satan but god doesn't want you to come out of egypt only he wants you to reach the promised land all these things that i've told you obviously that i've given heed to you uh, or presented to you are things that will help you come out from certain places and allow you to move but there's a place that we need to reach and prepare for an exodus that will take us to the promised land and that's what we'll look at next week let's rise to our feet let's rise to our feet thank you you to listen I, I i really want you to listen to this sermon again because even before i started teaching i said god wants us to listen so where i said move is